from the number one convention, sports, and entertainment destination in the world. I'm your host, Parker Hendricks, and this is The Authorcast. In early October, Teneo Hospitality presented Improvise, Adapt, and Overcome, a hybrid event experience for their clients based in Atlanta, Georgia. The event was sponsored by Friends of the Georgia Oil Congress Center Authority, Destination South, Meetings and Events, and our Chief Commercial Officer, Joe Bacher, participated in the panel conversation. On part one of a two-part series, I will be joined by Joe, Cindy Meyer, who's the Director of Sales for Teneo Hospitality Group, and Cynthia Alford, DMCP, who serves as President and Owner of Destination South, Meetings and Events, a DMC network company. We will discuss the planning, obstacles, technology, and the experience behind hosting and attending a hybrid meeting. As a reminder, you can subscribe, rate, and review The Authorcast by visiting gwcca.org slash theauthorcast. It is available on the Apple and Spotify podcast platforms. And now, part one of my conversation with Joe, Cindy, and Cynthia. I'm honored to be joined today by Joe Bacher, Chief Commercial Officer for the Georgia World Congress Center Authority, Cindy Meyer, Director of Sales for Teneo Hospitality Group, and Cynthia Alford, EMCP, President and Owner of Destination South Meetings and Events. Let's start off by kicking it over to Cindy. Cindy, tell us a little bit about the history of this event, what it is, who attends, typically the format of it. Good afternoon, Parker, and thanks so much for having me. Um, So yes, Teneo Hospitality serves as an extension and a global sales office for independent and small hotel chains worldwide. We definitely pride ourselves on being the liaison between the customer and the hotel portfolio that we represent. Our customer and hotel member events that we host throughout the year all over the country certainly contribute to the important aspects of what we do. The idea is that we bring people together face to face. So New York, Boston, Chicago, DC are some of the most well-known and larger in scale that we operate. In Atlanta, it's kind of taken on a niche of its own the past few years, being a late summer, early fall must do for our Atlanta and regional based customers. We actually have folks that drive in from Tennessee and um, the surrounding areas to attend now because it's lighthearted. It's fun. It's a networking event to get updates on what's new in destinations from property to property with the 20 or so hotel partners that we bring in from the U.S., Caribbean and Europe. So the Southeast event has historically been something that we, you know, we changed the We change the theme. We work with our DMC partner, Destination South, and we allow them to help us shine um, with the various interactive ideas that we come up with year to year. This year, however, in light of everything going on, really took on a new new look and feel and uh, certainly was one of those things on the calendar that just didn't seem like it was ever going to come to fruition. But with the collaboration of my Southeast partners, our events and marketing team, we really rallied and decided that no matter what, we needed to host this event and it needed to take on a different look and feel than ever before. So we knew there needed to be more ORI for our customers to get out of their home, feel safe and attend a uh, face-to-face meeting uh, for over five people. 
um, of, of which many of our customers just haven't done. They've been working from home and they they haven't had a real reason to get off of their of their Zoom interactions. So we knew that we needed to do something to really entice them to get out. So with that, my first call was really to Destination South and to Cynthia Alford, who who really came to the rescue to encourage us to continue to move forward with our efforts. We knew that a live panel and an educational panel that was diverse and well-rounded, bringing in different aspects and perspectives was going to be super important. And that's how we came up with the panel that we did, um, bringing in the Georgia World Congress Center and the large meeting facility management aspects to a core hotels holding, you know, responsibility for hotels worldwide and in Europe. And then the DMC network and, and and their take on things over time, as well as the convention planner from a well-known association, really giving us the the true look and feel of, of the organization's uh, perspective and the attendee perspective. So um, there was a lot that went into it, a lot of collaboration um, above and beyond what we had ever had to face before. And, and again, you know, our experience level with the new technologies out there, which, which again, we'll talk about as we, as we go through this interview a little bit further, but, um, that's, that's, that, that, that's what our event is, um, typically and how it evolved into what it actually became in 2020. Cynthia, I know that Destination South has been involved with this event for a few years. Can you tell us a little bit about the involvement and then how that involvement changed this year? Absolutely. At Destination South Meetings and Events, Taneo relies on us to use our strong local resources and our expertise in the Atlanta metro area to um, bring this event to life and to showcase to the meeting planners and the incentive planners what's new in our destination. What is the latest and greatest venue? How do you get into a coveted private club? What is the prettiest new linen out there or the great new activation? And this year, we knew that we had to go beyond soft seating and lounge furniture to get the meeting planners and incentive planners to come out and either be with us live for the hybrid event or tune in virtually. We knew that we had to be 2.0 on what getting back to the business of meetings and events would look like as we move into Q1 and Q2 of 2021. Joe, I know that you sat on the panel for the hybrid portion of this event. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience, uh, not only on the panel, but also from an attendee? Yeah, thanks, Parker. Uh, absolutely. You know, the, the attendee experience was, was great. I, I mean, you, you know, you think, I felt like everything was thought of and executed flawlessly. Uh, and what I mean by that, it was really from the moment of arrival to the signage everywhere, to the floor markings, people wearing masks and the and the little kit they were given on arrival, to the food and beverage delivery, uh, and everything really in between. Um, you know, in my role and where we are, I'm usually caught up in the mindset today of talking about how and what to do. Um, and it was great to see. I think a lot of things that we, we, we thought of in action, and then we saw some things there that we haven't thought of yet. And, um, and being able to bring those best practices back to the Georgia World Congress Center and prepare ourselves to execute 
a live event. Um, it, it was uh, very helpful. And, you know, I think today the attendees want to feel safe, right? They want to feel um, secure. They want to not think about COVID for a minute as much as we all are. And uh, I, I think, you know, the experience that they delivered, I think, allowed everybody to uh, to do that and, and be comfortable. And it was uh, the communication, you know, that flowed from the from the team there was right on right on point. You know, if, if something seemed a little bit out of line or uh, a cautious way of saying, hey, you know, we need your mask back on or we need this, we need that. So um, anyway, you know, overall, I thought it was it was awesome. It was um, uh, brought to life in the right way. And then from the panel experience, too, it was I, I think the same thing. You know, we. Uh, and, you know, we practiced everything uh, from a social distance standpoint. I thought, uh, you know, the way the seating was done, the, the you know, everything felt right in that ballroom. And I think I said that that day. You know, it's this is what we do, and uh, and it felt great to be back in a live setting and a live event with people and laughing and talking and um, you know doing what we do as an industry. So overall, incredible experience for me. So I'm glad that you I'm glad that you talked about safety uh, and kind of how you felt at that event and some of the protocols that were in place. And that brings me uh, great to the next point. What are all three of you seeing in the marketplace as the next phase of new technology or the next level of safety and security regarding live events? I'll start with you, Cindy. Have you seen anything out of your hotel portfolio? Yeah, certainly. I've, you know, I've had uh, the opportunity to travel regionally and observe uh, various uh, hotel uh, brands and their safety protocols. And it's been super interesting um, as to what is consistent and what is not. Um, so, you know, this goes hand in hand with the events um, from, you know, people feeling safe from the departure and arrival, departure at their own airport to the arrival in the new destination. Um, so, for example, you know, when when you when you pick up your rental car, uh, are is it is it sealed for san sanitation? You know, that wasn't something that we that we typically looked for before. And um, I can tell you, when I arrived into it, the Atlanta airport, it was my first uh, flight since March. And, um, you know, Hertz, Hertz Atlanta did a, a phenomenal job. You know, there was no doubt in my mind that, um, that the car was, was sanitized and expected before I arrived. And, 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 you know, then it just kind of materializes to the arrival at the hotel and um, how procedures and protocols have, have taken place um, have, have changed. You know, um, I think we took for granted before um, how often we were actually interacting with people and, um, and how often we were interacting in, in actually close proximity. So, um, so, so these, these things have, you know, been a big eye opener for hotels. Some hotels have the technology when you arrive that detects um, whether or not you're wearing a mask, if your temperature is too high. Uh, you know, I've seen that in hotel lobbies. I've seen that at front desks. Um, most every hotel now um, is investing in the sanitizing stations throughout. Um, we have seen a lot of our group hotels um, invest in the technology um, to sanitize the, the rooms, the, the uh, meeting rooms, which brings on a whole new level of uh, timing and brings on a whole new level of uh, a detail for and, and labor uh, as well. So 
Gosh, it's certainly been an in- interesting world out there. And, um, you know, in my opinion, as we evolve, consistency is going to be key. Um, you know, you set new precedents and, and you, you want to see from, from experience to experience um, how hotels and destinations are handling safety. Joe, from the, from the public venue side, what is the GWCC doing um, as far as new technology is concerned? We talked about this a little bit that day, you know, technology keeps changing and I, I, I continually, you know, as you can imagine, everybody's out trying to push, push a product, sell us something. Somebody's got the next, next new mousetrap. And what I, what I think hasn't been solved for right now is volume. And what I mean by that is uh, the masses of people, I'm not talking a hundred person event. I'm talking how do we solve for an event that's going to have five or 10,000 people at it uh, with registrations and temperature checks? And if people want to do these rapid testings and uh, everybody's got the iPod tech, you know, iPad technology out there now where you put your face in and it tells you your temperature, gives you a green check mark, tells you to go. Those things are great. And I think what we're yet to see right now is a solution that's going to move thousands of people quickly. Our end, you know, we're doing all the standard protocols. We've got every, uh, you know, our GBAC certification here and uh, the sprayings and, and, and uh, all the proper cleaning that's going on. And, uh, you, you know, we're doing all of that. Uh, so uh, safety and security wise, you know, I think it's everyone's responsibility. Uh, and we're planning for events as we always have. But, you know, one of the things we've added in uh, that people are have due to us now, along with their security plans, is an infectious disease plan, and that must be submitted by every one of our clients or events coming. Um, and you know, we're taking a look at that plan. We helped write the, you know, the the grid or the proposal, if you will, of what we're looking for to help you know generate that conversation, and then everyone together is figuring out how to execute and uh, how do we execute with protocols in place, partnering together, you know, keeping the steps and plans in front of us, uh, you know, with the general reminders and the proactive communication pieces to the attendees uh, of what the expectations are tied back to executive orders that everybody have or has, excuse me, in their own states and, and cities. So, you know, one thing we've all learned is no one wants to be the COVID police. Um, you know, we're not... No one's interested in that role, but what we are doing is preparing to ensure safety and security is not. And I think that's the most important part of this is, uh, I don't think there's a such thing right now as over communicating. And uh, the more we put it in, in everyone's face, the more we talk about it, the more it's in our literature, the more it's in our email blasts, the more it's uh, being spoken about at the registration process, uh, gentle signage, gentle reminders of people walking around saying, "Hey, you put your mask back on," you know, and those things. You know, we're gonna we're gonna continue to do that stuff in conjunction with our clients. You know, try to find that balance uh, to make sure that everybody feels safe and secure and is ready to start coming back to in person live events. Cynthia, I know that your team is always working with vendors and looking for new vendors. Have you seen any, have y'all found anything out there, you know, that's new technology that kind of talks about the things that Cindy and Joe were talking about? 
Absolutely, Parker. Before I talk about that, I want to go back to something Joe said about being the COVID police. Um, and then I definitely want to come back to the technology. We produced an event at a Teneo Hospitality Group Partner Hotel in uh, Charleston, Wild Dunes Resort on Isle of Palm, back in June, the end of June. And this was before local communities and states had come out to determine where liability lies. Um, it's, you know, it's since come out and, and you see postings throughout Atlanta and Georgia that you're entering a premise or a venue or a restaurant knowing the risk and you're assuming those risks. We didn't have that to support this live event that we did for 100 people. So we worked with our attorneys to come up with an agreement with our vendors of um, the liability, the protocols, we asked for their safety and protocol measures two weeks prior to load in so that we could double check that they were doing everything they possibly could to keep themselves, our staff, and most importantly, the attendees safe. We developed waivers. All of these were legally vetted with our vendors, reviewed by our attorneys. And we also created a very in-depth legal agreement between our client and Destination South stating what we agreed to and what protocols we were going to take. To Joe's point, the biggest challenge we had in June is who policed the participants and the attendees when they weren't following protocol, when they were getting in the hotel elevators without their masks when they were high-fiving and hugging and dancing on the dance floor. And that was a very big lesson that we learned. You know, Destination South staff felt awkward, while Dunes felt awkward trying to be the police. And we realized that really came down to the responsibility of the client and the leadership team to set those expectations. And I think that's something Taneo did extremely well um, leading up to the event at the Intercontinental um, Hotel Buckhead and communicating to the participants what those ex experiences and the expectations were going to be from the moment they self-parked instead of valet parking and all the communication that went out in advance. And you would see the participants were following the protocols. Um, another really simple thing that the attendees were so um, impressed with in an aha moment is Taneo had the Live Strong wristbands in green, yellow, and red. Green if you felt like an elbow bump, yellow if you're more cautious, red if you wanted to really keep your distance. A very simple thing that any planner could implement. Um, but the, the attendees hadn't seen that before. Legally, you know, some some um, attorneys may say we should all be following the same protocols, but it goes back to that point of policing. Not everybody follows those same protocols, but when you're wearing those wristbands, it is a good visual reminder of um, of the comfort level that you have in a live event. A couple of quick things on technology that we were really excited about. Taylor Levy on our team found a company here in Atlanta called Wellness for Humanity, and they are transitioning their business model to be able to do rapid tests, um, whether that's the kit before you leave your home, that you have a test before you travel to a conference, 
we had um, everybody was able to have um, testing um, for the antibodies on site during the event. That was a tremendous hit. And you could see that the planners were starting to think, how can I incorporate testing into my events? Um, another great technology was um, an RFID device that you could either wear or have attached to your name tag that would show you if you were within six feet of someone for 15 minutes, it made you aware of that. And then should there have been or at an event, if there is a COVID case following, then you're able to go back and do contract tracing because you have that data that you have had either in your name tag or that you're wearing. So those are two things that I found um, very exciting. Oh, and one of the hotels, uh, Kiowa, the sanctuary, has a machine where you, it's touchless putting your gloves on. So, you know, you put gloves on, but you're touching them. This is machine, you put your hand in, it blows up the gloves around you. So for food service or any touch points, like at the Georgia World Congress Center, to have a machine like that that limits your contact. Yeah, those are all great points, and I appreciate you guys bringing those up. So, how do you three feel about feel that planners felt about attending a live event? Cindy, were you surprised with the turnout compared to years prior? What kind of feedback did you receive? You know, it's interesting because the journey of, of planning this event, you know, we had back in August um, a, a surprising amount of, of attendees that, that signed up right away to attend. I think just because they felt cooped up and hadn't been out of their house uh, to do anything since March. Um, then obviously we had to postpone again for obvious reasons and we moved it to October. And, um, and yes, you know, we, uh, the, with the partnership of the hotel allowing us to have more space and have more time, that allowed us to spread out. It allowed us to do two waves of attendees and have them sign up at their comfort uh, level of um and and we could we could um we could control the crowd we could we could minimize the number of people at any set time so um was i surprised uh you know yes i i i think i was a little nervous to get up there and and you know have cancellations but at the end of the day um we were we were very happy with the turnout and 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 just positive responses from the customers being able to see for the first time, um, ideas in action. Yeah, Cynthia, what kind of what kind of feedback were have you have you heard? Or I know you talked about the wristbands uh, in your earlier statement. Is that something that was well received? You think? Yes, definitely. Um, I think that with Paneo events and any hybrid meetings and events moving forward, it's the trust in the organizer and the meeting planner and the attendees who came trusted that Taneo would have every safety protocol and things they never even considered implementing for their own events. Um, also, um, the majority of the hotel partners that were represented are in what are considered resort destinations. I mean, even the intercontinental Buckhead. I mean, Atlanta's not seen as a resort necessarily or resort destination, but that feel of the intercontinental Buckhead with the beautiful garden area and the big windows. So that was a draw too for the planners to come to see 
what are some of these second tier destinations that are resort destinations doing? Many of the incentive planners have had their incentives in Europe and the Caribbean and South America canceled due to COVID-19 travel restrictions. So they were eager to come see domestically uh, what these properties had to offer. The panel definitely, um, I know Joe was a huge draw from how are you doing these things um, for eight or 9,000 people and we all appreciated his candor that we're still working through that. Um, it was, you know, very honest feedback on the challenges that are ahead of us for large events. It was also telling um, one of the hoteliers that spoke talked about the real heartache and grief um, that this virus has um, really brought on our industry and the planners. Um, many were very emotional just to know that, yes, there's a bright future down the road, but the struggle, we're all truly in it together, and the struggle is real. So I, I think it was just all around um, every component um, served to encourage both uh, live for those that felt comfortable and then the virtual for those who weren't quite ready to be with us live yet. Uh, Joe, I know that, you know, we've we've ha hosted a few events at the Congress Center and, and that you speak to people industry wide. What are you what kind of what sense are you getting about the comfort level from attendees, you know, returning to events? You know, we're a little bit of a different scenario for us. I, and unlike a hotel or, uh, you know, smaller, smaller event space, you know, most of our, our, our groups are, you know, again, in the thousands and thousands and everybody's trying to figure that piece out, you know, and, and I think one occurring, reoccurring theme, excuse me, um, over the, the course of the last six months or eight months has been, um, it, you know, a vaccine, uh, you know, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. That's all we keep hearing. You know, I wake up in the middle of the night screaming vaccine. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, it, you know, but it's, that's really when, when people break down the customer sentiment and the feedback they're getting on their surveys, and that's one good thing that almost all of our clients are doing today are taking pulse checks and surveys uh, before overreacting or making a decision on their upcoming conference or convention. And, you know, the vaccine continually jumps up to the number one uh, answer that'll get attendees or get companies allowing their people to travel and that's a real key point right here you know every conversation we have people want to come back and do business they want to be here they want to work on the plan to to execute in three to six months what they don't know will companies have lifted travel freezes by then and allowed their people on their teams to travel and not put them at risk of someone coming here and getting ill or bringing it back to their companies and potential lawsuits and risk risk is another big one it keeps popping up so you know I, I think everyone is expecting ppe to be in place today uh people are expecting to social distance people are expecting to have the rooms set differently they're expected to wait in lines differently um and and i think everyone's come to closure on that's probably what it's going to feel like for a little while and we're okay with that um it comes back to are they allowed to travel and is a company going to take the risk to put on an event that 
could potentially become a super spreader or whatever it might be, be in the press in the wrong way. And, and those are the things we keep hearing. Um, and, and it makes it difficult because, uh, you know, it, it, we, we've gone into this and we've always said from the get-go, we are going to be easy to do business with here. We are going to maintain our partnerships with our clients and we're going to empathize, sympathize, and do what we need to do to make sure, first and foremost, that their organizations stay intact. Um, and that we're here for them when they're ready to come back. Um, Parker, if I can add to what Joe just said, um, that we have been starting to consider at Destination South as clients start to approach us about live and hybrid events, especially um, in the coastal area of Georgia and South Carolina, which we represent Charleston and Savannah and Palmetto Bluff. But going back to, I 100%, and I'm sure Cindy does too, agree with Joe on the vaccine and any type of treatment is going to be what gets us over um, the finish line. Um, but as we're starting to work with our clients, one thing that has come to mind from a recent webinar that the financial and insurance conference planners, FICP, just hosted is we all know why we want to get back to the the business of meetings and events. It's our livelihoods. Mm -hmm. But what is the motivation of the meeting planners and their leadership team? Um, what we convince the leadership team of a, a, a corporation or association to have a live or hybrid meeting right now? Um, and what is the risk tolerance of the attendees? You know, what is the sentiment of the employees that are being told that they have to travel to a live meeting or event. And MPI, Meeting Professionals International, just had their World Education Conference in Grapevine, Texas, and they had about 650 people there. But as um, an employee of um, business development representative for Destination South, I am no longer gonna, going to require my employees at this point to attend um, a live meeting or event if they don't feel comfortable doing that. Whereas a year ago, you would never go to your supervisor and say, no, I'm not going to that conference because I don't feel safe going. Yeah. So I think setting the tone um, of um, what the leadership team is trying to accomplish, what are the attendees feeling about traveling to a conference or an event right now? And definitely taking into account, as Joe said, the ever-changing um, local and state travel restrictions and understanding how that impacts. But we're starting there now, moving forward with live and hybrid event of having these conversations with our clients before we start moving forward, even thinking about bringing people together. Thank you for listening to this episode of the AuthorCast. Be sure to join us for part two, where we discuss lessons learned from this event and what meetings could look like in the future. Taneo Hospitality Group would like to thank the following sponsors and exhibitors for participating in the Improvise, Adapt, and Overcome event. Radware Incorporated, Vario Productions, Destination South Meetings and Events, Your Event Solutions, Intercontinental Buckhead Atlanta, PSAV, and Wellness for Humanity.